I'm John Moe. This week on Wits, it's our special audience choice edition. We ask you, our dear listeners, what segments, sketches, bits, and songs you wanted to hear one more time. And it turns out you have pretty eclectic tastes. Everything from a hamster scared straight. We, we might have gotten off on the wrong foot. Yeah, we did. When you stepped into my cage, welcome to hell, mother furball. To Charlie Brown trying desperately to be a cool kid. Hey, Charlie Brown. Hey, Franklin. Um, what it is. Spoiler alert, he is not a cool kid. To the secret language needed to get something special served at lunchtime. You've heard of how at some delis, I'm not saying this one, and I'm not saying not this one. You can use a certain code to get the good stuff, or the weird stuff, or the weird good stuff. Plus, a lot of great music on Wits. It's coming right up. From APM, American Public Media, and Minnesota Public Radio, this is Wits. I'm John Moe. And I join you this week not from the stage of the Fitzgerald Theater, but from a studio that serves as a sort of election headquarters. See, this week's program is our audience choice edition of Wits. We asked you, our listeners, through various forms of social media, what segments of previous shows you really want to hear again. What are the sketches, songs, bits that you tell people about that you remember best? A lot of answers came in, enough to fill several shows, actually. One of the most popular sketches we've done is from a show with actress and comedian Kristen Schaal. You might know her from 30 Rock or Bob's Burgers. And musician Rufus Wainwright. We take you now to a seemingly peaceful hamster cage in a young girl's bedroom. Here you go, Scooter. Welcome to your new home. Who's the cutest little hamster in the whole wide world? You are. Now, you play nice with bubbles, too. Bye. Hi there, new best friend. My name is Scooter, and Shut I- up, punk. Get this straight. My exercise wheel, my pile of wood chips. Don't ever touch them. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we might have gotten off on the wrong foot. Yeah, we did. When you stepped into my cage, welcome to hell, mother furball. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bubbles, too. Go easy on him. Yeah, he's just a little guy. Stupid cockatiels. I'll rip your feathers out with my little claws. Shut up! <laughs> Why are you yelling at those birds? They seem nice. Nice? Nice? You think you're going to make a bunch of new cuddly friends here? Reality check. Our owner is a nine-year-old girl, and no one gets out of here alive. Ah, don't worry, Scooter. Bubbles, too, has a hard time getting close to other pets emotionally. Yeah, it's on account of what happened to Bubbles 1. We don't talk about that! Here's what happens in the cage, rookie. You go to tea parties, huh? You're putting a Barbie car rolled down the highway, the hallway highway. You will be brought into show and tell. Oh, that sounds fun. 30 screaming brats grabbing at your fur? That's 60 booger hands. Oh, I'll never get clean after what they did to me. I'll never get clean. I'll never get clean. Oh, I'll gosh. never get clean. I'll never get clean. Oh, no. Are you okay? No, I'll never get clean. And that's if you even make it to show and tell. Think you're the first hamster to share this cage? I've seen a million just like you. First there was Muffin. She got squeezed until she could be squeezed no more. Oh my goodness. Where's that music coming from? 
Rufus, Mimi's cat. Sometimes he walks across Mimi's toy piano. It's really good. Hey, Rufus, that sounds really good. Thanks. I come from a very musical family of cats. Don't talk to him. He's eaten a lot of our people and some goldfish. Oh, I bet if you give him a chance, he's really nice. No. I'm not really that nice. After Muffin, there was Furfy, suffocated in Mimi's fanny pack, died right next to the asthma inhaler, melted Reese's cup, and six dollars Mimi got for her birthday. And Bubbles won? You said we'd never speak of Bubbles won. Well, now I'm in the mood, Scooter! <laughs> Bubbles won went insane, driven mad by being slid down the banister over and over and over until she cracked. She ate all of her babies. Oh, enough. I can't hear anymore. We, we've got to get out of here, Bubbles, too. <laughs> yeah, we got to get out of we here. We do. Oh, we got to go. Uh -huh. Well, no one escapes. Oh, gosh, but if I could fit through those bars and just get past Rufus, I can make it to the kitchen and live out my days behind the oven, all warm and full of crumbs. Oh, I'm still small enough. I could squeeze through. I could take you with me. I wouldn't make it on the outside. Go without me, kid. I hear Mimi coming. It's now or never. I'm doing it. Oh, oh, make you it can do it, Scooter. You can I, do I, it. I did it. I did it. Go, kid. Do it for every small rodent that's ever been pet too hard or accidentally dropped or dressed up in a tuxedo and forced to marry a doll. Do it for all of us. I'm out. I'll never forget you, Bubbles, too. I'm gonna miss that kid. If he can make it, maybe there's hope for... Ugh, nope. Rufus got him. Kristen Schaal as Bubbles, too. Rufus Wainwright as Rufus the Cat. Kevin Murphy as a bird. Janie Winterbauer as another bird. And Mimi. I played Scooter. This is a special audience choice edition of Wits. I'm John Moe. One of our most popular segments on WITS is pop song correspondences. We take a song, provide a different point of view on the song based on what is suggested in the lyrics. A while back, we tackled one of the biggest bubblegum pop hits in years. And you, the audience, wanted to hear Call Me Maybe again. Pop song correspondences. The notes, mumblings, and screamings of a guy who's fallen down a well. It's been three days and I, I haven't seen or heard from anyone. I was on a hike and I just wanted to get a good look at how far down this well went. I'm writing notes now to stave off insanity and as a record if I'm no longer alive when I'm found. Hold on, I, I think someone's coming. It's a, a young woman and she's Throwing something at me? I threw a wish in the well. Don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked to you as it fell, and now you're in my way. I think she spotted me. Hello, hey, hi. Uh, please rescue me from the bottom of this well. I trained myself for a wish, pennies and dimes for a kiss. I wasn't looking for this, but now you're in my way. Hey, that's kind of weird to flirt with the guy at the bottom of a well and instead of rescuing him, but okay, you, you look cute too. Let's catch a movie after you pull me out of this well. Maybe if I stare at you, you'll understand. 
Your stare was holding ripped jeans, skin was showing hot night wind was blowing. Where do you think you're going, baby? Nowhere. And I, I do apologize for the ripped clothing that happened when I ricocheted off the sides of the well as I plummeted to my present locale. Please save me. Wait, what are you doing? Are you dropping a piece of paper down here? Hey, I just met you. Actually, is a little crazy, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. I have no phone at the bottom of the well. I probably couldn't get much of a signal anyway. And honestly, uh, you would be at best my second call after the rescue personnel. And I, I really don't know whether I chase you or not. But right now, I am immobilized. I think my femur snapped. The rats are coming. You took your time with the call, I took no time with the fall. You gave me nothing at all, but still you're in my way. I beg and borrow and steal, half foresight and it's real. I didn't know I would feel it, but it's in my way. Oh no, you sound upset. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I will call you. Look, I'm making a phone out of this rock. Hello, hello, Carly Rae Jepsen. Are, are you gonna help me or am I going to die? Oh no, you're going to the bridge again, aren't you? Your stare was holding rip, jeans, skin was showing hot, night wind was blowing. Where do you think you're going, baby? Hey, I just met you. Lunatic, how's this? I will devote my life to you. We'll get married. Biggest diamond you've ever seen. Anything, just give me a rope. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. But here's my number, so call me maybe. And all the other boys try to chase me. not going to save me, are you? You just want to sing your song and drive me insane. That's how I'll die, not, not by starvation or infection. My fate is worse. I'm gonna die here with that song stuck in my head. Cause of death, earworm infestation at the bottom of a well. John Munson and the Witnesses performing the Carly Rae Jepsen hit, Call Me Maybe. David Koechner was on our program in 2013. You've seen him in The Anchorman and The Office. David is the nicest guy in the world, but he plays really obnoxious people. I thought it would be fun to write something where he and I are two brothers, but he does all the talking. 
a running bit called Dutch and Small Eric was born. This was the first installment. Dutch and Small Eric are trying to help you. Hello, everyone. My name's Dutch. You all know me, or at least you should if you're not dumb dummies, because I'm good at things and I can help you. And so can my brother, Small Eric. We can fix things. We can fix things. Our car fixing business is now dead because people in this town keep bringing in tricky cars. Of course we can't fix tricky cars, right, Small Eric? So now it's food. Whoa, Small Eric. Now let me get a word in edgewise. He's right, now we're in the food repair business. Got a hot dog with a gross part? Bring it in. We'll put it on the rack and take a look. Some bread loaf not performing the way it ought to? Free estimate. Maybe there's a salad that got all stupid and broken, and you think you could be a hero and solve it yourself? Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero, he says. I say, don't be a dummy. Bring it all to our shed near the gas station they burned down. We'll help you. Dutch and Small Eric's food repair. We'll see you there. Dutch and Small Eric are trying to help you. David Keckner as Dutch, me as Small Eric. If you have a favorite segment you want to nominate for a future program, go to witsradio.org and tell us. Check out all of our archived episodes there or listen to them on iTunes, where our free podcast lives. Coming up, a very awkward conversation between Charlie Brown and his friend Franklin, a skewed look inside Don Draper's office, and we learn more about the Bigfoot marriage ban. All on a special Audience Choice episode of Wits. I'm John Moe. This is a special audience choice edition of Wits. I'm John Moe. We reached out to our listeners and asked what segments of past shows they wanted to hear again. One of our most popular sketch series has been a rather dark takeoff on the characters from Peanuts, where the characters fully explore the somber undercurrent that is only hinted at in the original Charles Schultz comic strips. I get to play Charlie Brown. Our guest in one of these sketches was the comedian and host of the talk show Totally Biased, W. Kamau Bell. Good grief. Here it is, the big game. The catcher wants to have a conference on the mound. Schroeder is out spreading awareness of Beethoven's birthday, so today my catcher is Franklin. I never know what to say to Franklin. Franklin. 
Hey, Charlie Brown. Hey, Franklin. Um, what it is? Excuse me? You know, uh, what up? What, what, what is it? What it's up? Okay, I'm, I'm here to tell you no pressure. I can tell that you're getting in your head, making this game about you, feeling like you're going to be the hero of the goat. Am I right? Word. Word? Uh, yeah, you know, like, like yes. Are, are you okay, Charlie Brown? Uh, look, Franklin, we're friends, right? Kinda. So as a friend, <laughs> I can tell you, and I hope it's totally I to say this, <laughs> because of how we're friends, you make me very uncomfortable. What is this now? I, I never know how to act around you. Why? Franklin, it's because you're black. Oh, did you whisper it so I wouldn't hear you say black? Are, are you getting angry right now? No, I'm just being clear. Oh, Franklin, I like you, but I, I don't know how to be around you. I'm awkward enough generally, and then this advanced social anxiety about whether I'll maybe say the wrong thing. Oh, like what it is? I'm not carrying a wallet or I'm not carrying a wallet. Wait, wait, when did I say that? You just said that. Look, Franklin, you're the only black person that I know. I, so, um. See, see I'm gonna stop you right there, Charlie. Uh, I'm not the only black person you know. I'm like the billionth black person you know. Wait, what? Charlie Brown, you live in one of the blackest cities in America. I do? Yeah. Haven't you noticed all the black people? This is a black city. Really? Are, are you telling me that Linus, Lucy, Schroeder, Peppermint Patty, Marcy, Snoopy, they're all black? What? No, you just named off a bunch of white people and a dog. <laughs> but every other kid in school is black. You'd think I'd notice. Yeah. <laughs> you think you would. You know what's worse than feeling uncomfortable around me? not even seeing past the homogenous group of white kids you cluster with. I could have sworn we were the majority. Hey, who else is black besides the other kids? Oh man, I don't know, almost every grown up in town, all the teachers, firefighters, police, shopkeepers. Is that why I can't understand anything most of the grown ups are saying? What are you talking about? They, they, they sound like broken trombones to me. Wah, 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 wah. Did you just say that? <laughs> they, they, I, they don't sound that way to you? Hell no, man! <laughs> so you don't see the other kids, you don't hear the grown-ups. I bet you hear Peppermint Patty's dad just fine. Well, sure, he's... He's what? I think I was going to say white. Is... Is that why I don't understand? Oh, Franklin, I don't want to be a racist. I thought I was lost in a tiny world of despair, not discrimination. Can you help me? Oh, God. It's a process, Charlie Brown. We're, we're not going to get there today, and we are in the middle of a game. <laughs> so for now, just pitch the ball. And I'll tell you this, you're going to be the goat. Because the batter is going to get a hit off you, and not because he's black, but because he's a better batter than you are a pitcher. Because he's black? <laughs> yes, because he's black, yes. Okay.
W. Kamau Bell as Franklin, me as Charlie Brown. This is an audience choice edition of Wits. I'm John Moe. We are privileged to have a lot of great music on our show. And when we asked you, our listeners, what music you wanted to hear again, one of the first responses was Jason Isbell's cover of the Towns Van Zandt classic, Poncho and Lefty. This next one's one of my favorite songs. I think it might be the, the best country and western song anybody ever wrote. I didn't write it, but... I've written it down. Living on the road, my friend It's gonna keep you free and clean Now you wear your skin like iron Your breath's as hard as kerosene You weren't your mama's only boy But her favorite one, it seemed She began to cry when you said goodbye Sink into your dream Poncho was a bandit boy His horse was fast His polished steel And he wore his gun outside his pants For all the honest world to feel But Poncho met his match, you know On the deserts down in Mexico No That's the way it goes. All the federalists say they could have had him any day. They only let him slip away. Out of kindness, I suppose. Lefty, he can't sing the blues. All night long like he used to Dust poncho bit down south It ended up in Lefty's mouth The day they laid poor poncho No Lefty split for Ohio Where got the bread to go Living in a cheap hotel Desert's quiet 
Cleveland's cold And so the story ends We're told Poncho needs your prayers It's true Save a few for lefty He only did what he had to do Now he's getting old Jason Isbell, along with our own band, John Munson and the Witnesses. Joe Savage there on harmonica. Here on an audience choice edition of Wits, selections from shows that you wanted to hear again. Now, back in 2012, there was a moment on one of our shows that really had an impact on everybody involved. Our comedy guest was Paul F. Tompkins, and musical guest was Amy Mann. And the moment happened during the Wits game show. The game show is when we challenge comedians and musicians to come up with new material on the spot. So Paul and Amy were playing a game where I gave them a phrase. Paul had to pitch it as the title of a movie and describe what happened in the movie. Amy had to make up a song from that made-up movie. But on Emu Attack, they turned the tables. Amy described a movie where a family moves to the wilds of the Australian outback to get back to nature and then gets horribly attacked by emus. Then it was Paul's turn. E-E-E-E-E-Emu attack. Emu attack. It's happening. Emu attack. We gotta run, run, run before those emus attack. We gotta get our family back on track. Oh, we went into the wilds of Africa or someplace. There's jungles, there's haystacks. Hey, what's going on? We got an e emu attack. It's got an emu attack for you. Another Wits game show that people wanted to hear was from a show we did with Maria Bamford and Brandy Carlisle. Maria is a fantastic stand-up comedian, acted on comedy shows like Arrested Development, does a lot of voiceover work for cartoons. Brandy is a singer-songwriter known for heartfelt, often very serious songs. She doesn't often get to show her silly side, but she did on Wits. And now, the Wits game show... Maria Bamford plums recognizable experiences from the workplace, family, friends, dating to find her humor. Brandy Carlisle calls upon familiar themes of heartache, relationships, childhood for her music, and that's all fine. But what can they do with less plausible scenarios? <laughs> this week's game is called None of Us Can Relate to That. Maria will craft observational humor from the scenario given. Brandy will improvise a heartfelt song from that same scenario. Are you ready? It doesn't matter. Here we go. Maria, you'll start. Okay. You go on a blind date, and it turns out to be Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh. 
uh, number one, I'm on a date. And, uh, or two, we have so much in common. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of wooly, brushy hair all over my body uh, that doesn't necessarily uh, make me want to hide in the woods. Um, but uh, I think, you know, as long as he has some kind of, you know, spiritual practice. All right, all right. Some interesting directions, some bold choices. Brandy Carlisle, you go on a blind date and it turns out to be Bigfoot. You know, I actually have an existing song about this. It's a really strange coincidence. It goes like something like this. I remember when it was easy to get a man. You didn't have to ask him things like, do you have hairy hands? I know the world is changing, but I don't want simple things. I want handsome vampires and werewolves that I'm seeing on TV. So Bigfoot called my daddy and he asked him for my hand. And that's when we found out about the Bigfoot marriage ban. <laughs> I think I gotta give it to Brandy Carlisle on timeliness. I mean, everybody's been talking about the Bigfoot marriage ban lately. Big election uh, day it's issue. It's mostly in the Northwest that it's so, so hard for Bigfoot. Big issue in the Northwest oh. this time around, yeah. So sad. It always is. Um, Brandy, you'll lead this one off. Uh, you return home to find your house covered by an enormous towel. You can leave home when you turn 18. You can leave home when you feel your dreams come real. Cause that's how you feel. And you can come home when you're all tired out, when you get knocked down, when you're all out of shout. And then your home's your friend. But you can't go out when the sun is in the sky if you're an owl. And you can't come home when your house is covered by a giant towel. Oh. Um, Maria Bamford, you return home to find your house covered by an enormous towel. Well, I live in Los Angeles um, where people are always redesigning, redecorating their homes. And I think if that's what's in, uh, then I'm open to it. Uh, <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got! Yeah, that's a Brandy Carlisle point, I'm afraid. Oh, boy. Um, all right, so, uh, Brandy, you lead off with this one. Your mother has become an emu. <laughs> We've all been there. I broke my mother's heart 
when I first cut my hair. My mama raised me right and taught me not to cuss and swear. But when my mama cut me smoking, she had nothing left to do. My mama got me back when she became an emu. Bamford, your mother has become an emu. Well, I know that that would be most upsetting for my mother. Uh, <laughs> that she would be so angry uh, that she was an emu and would just be very confused about it until she found out who did it. And then once she found out, oh, it was your father, it would be uh, all blow over and uh, they'd go on their uh, trip to Madison in their huge Dodge Caravan. My feelings, I love my mother. Uh, whatever kind of, it's a bird, right? <laughs> I'm just gonna keep talking, is that? Is, is, is it volume? Is that what we're looking for? <laughs> the winner of the Wits Game Show is Brandy Carlisle. Yay! That's Brandy Carlisle and Maria Bamford. This is a special audience choice edition of Wits. I'm John Moe. Still to come, The Secret Code of the Deli, and a song you'd never expect Amy Mann to sing. This is a special audience choice edition of Wits, the bits and segments and sketches and songs you, the audience, told us you wanted to hear again. Let's check in once more, as we did earlier in the show, with Dutch and Small Eric, two brothers who have a dream and have each other and don't have much else. Dutch and Small Eric are trying to help you. Hey, Dutch again! We're all disappointed that Dutch and Small Eric's food repair has gone out of business. It was a community treasure. We never did catch the people who broke in and ate all the food, but it that wasn't us! I didn't even like some of the foods that we had. But good news, especially for you people who are having trouble in the bedroom. I'm talking about Scary Dreams announcing the grand opening of Dutch and Small Eric's Dream Repair Service. Now on this one, I'm more the business manager and a scheduler. 
When it's time to get those dreams in shape, just fall asleep and small Eric does the rest. Show him, small Eric. You should dream about better things. Maybe there's some gum that you like. A unicorn is a good thing to think about. It's magic. You won't, you won't even know he's there, mostly. Call us today, or better yet, stop by the shed near the old gas station that didn't burn down because we don't have a phone anymore. See you there. Dutch and small Eric are trying to help you. <laughs> Me as small Eric, comedian and actor David Keckner as Dutch. One of our biggest sketches has been one that I wrote, and I admit that I don't fully understand. It's a parody of the TV program Mad Men, but it's as if it was sort of run through an old broken photocopier. Whatever this is, you ask for it, so here you go. All you other madmens, come into my office. I have a problem with my brain feelings. Oh, hello, Robert Sturming. Dan Drample, I smirk at you. Robert, you know me best because you are fake dad of me. I'm messed up by wrong sex having. Is it possible some actions have negative consequences? Oh, oh, oh Dom. Have some brown drink. You are, you are handsome in suit clothes and hair, and we are important. <laughs> Here comes young Pet Clampo. <laughs> he wants to be important, too. So I act like important men and have wrong sex. I want things to have. <laughs> oh, us men. Let's put cigarettes in our faces. We'll never die, I bet. Mad men's, we don't have time for this. We have an important talking-to meeting with a business-having man who might put money on us to come up with words and pictures to sell objects. Right. I'm dang Drupal. I can do that all the times. Nothing changes here in the 60s. Sorry to interrupt the audience. It's me, Peggy Olmenschen. I don't work at the Mad Men Idea Factory anymore. Peggy, are you in a different scene away from us? Yes. But I built you. Now I become Don Drample on my own in another idea factory. Oh, sadness. I love and hate you, dad, brother, husband. <laughs> my perkiness is made of steel. Now, back to your own scene. Hmm. Where were we? Yeah, the businessman coming in now is the boss of products for the now times. Here he comes. Hello, Mad Men's. Hello, Hello clients. I need advertisements for long hairs and for marijuana cigarettes and pretty soon Woodstock and boys who look like girls. I will now say the word groovy. Groovy. I got it. How about ads that are like ads how things used to be? That way we're all young and important and Pent Campbell here can't kill us and eat us. Ha <laughs> ha, I want to do those things before my nervous breakdown. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We'll make old-fashioned ads. Now, now, someone get Joan to pour us brown drinks. Even though she is better than us, I enjoy her breasts. <laughs> your ideas aren't good enough, Mad Men's. What? I need new ads. The world is changing things, and you're not as much. I'll go have Peggy Oldmanson fry up ideas instead. Peace. Wait, client, come back. Ow, my soul. I better run off and have wrong sex. Oh, no! 
Here comes Mergen, my wife now. I was in our big sad apartment, and then I went to television show you don't grasp, and now I'm here. What, what will you do with me? Also, the Beatles. Hey, uh, I had a new wife once, and I got sadder. Our show is a carousel. People show up and ride around on it, and it doesn't get them anywhere. I don't understand. I pretend act like an older lady, and we pretend you're not an older man, and everything is all mixed up. Zooby, zooby, zoo. <laughs> How about this, madmens? Let's make ourselves into clients and pay us a lot. We'll love us. Yes, then we'll always matter. <laughs> to us, let's stick cigarettes in our faces and wear suits and don't ever look at the world, okay? And I will keep being quietly sad. Of course. <laughs> to our new client, The Madmen Show. The, the Madmen Mad Show. Comedian Michael Ian Black as Pete Campbell, me as Don Draper. Also in there, Bill Corbett, Janie Winterbauer, Katie McEwen, and the musician A.C. Newman. I'm John Moe, and next we're going to go way back in the Wits Vault. This is from back before we were a national broadcast, when we were just this scrappy upstart out of St. Paul doing fun things at the Fitzgerald Theater. Our guest was the author Neil Gaiman, and we called up Adam Savage of Mythbusters, and Adam did this impression that, well, people ask us about this one a lot. Here you go. John Moe does not believe me. I have told him that I was in Minneapolis and I saw you with blood streaming out of your nose and large wads of tissueing stuffed into your nostril to staunch the flow of blood, performing I Will Survive in the character of Gollum. He thinks I am making this up. No, no, is... This, is, this is actually, I have this weak vein in my nose, and it, it bleeds all the time, and I've never had it, that's the only time I've ever had it happen on stage, and I thought, you know, I might as well just go with it. It's a bunch of nerds in the audience. <laughs> Adam, Adam, hold on. The interesting part of this story is not the nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> now... <laughs> I just, I need to refocus the interview for a moment. <laughs> and and uh, we're told that you may have a friend there with you. And for just, say, a verse and a chorus full, can we please talk to Gollum and, and hear a little bit of I Will Survive? Absolutely. Hold on. I'll get him. All right. Hello. <laughs> Is this Gollum? Gollum, will you sing to us? Oh, I will. Adam, I, I just want to let, if, if Adam is there, can you tell him that John Moe has flung down his headphones and walked away unable to contain himself? I'm back, He's back. I'm back, I'm back. Whenever you're ready, Gollum. Well, at first I was afraid, I was petrified. Just thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then you spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get along. And now you're back from outer space. 
I just walked in to find you here without that look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you leave your keys. If I had known in just one second you'd be back to bother me, go on now, go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now. You're not welcome anymore. When you're the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye, I will survive. I will survive. Thank you, Gollum. Adam Savage, Neil Gaiman, and me. And Gollum, sort of. This is an audience choice edition of Wits. I'm John Moe. Now, one thing I know about public radio audiences is that they love language, the intricacies, the hidden meanings, the puzzle of it all. I think that's one of the reasons this sketch about a trip to a deli has been so popular. Number 49? 49? Yeah, that's me. You're calling my number here in this deli that we're in. It's my turn to order, seeing as how you have just called my number. Please, no expositional talk in a deli. (laughs) Just tell me what sandwiches in the like you want. Okay, um, all the club sandwich, uh, bag of chips, coleslaw, and uh, cream soda. Club, chips, slaw, cream soda? Yes. Let me just make sure I heard you and repeated you correctly. You want a club sandwich, you want chips, coleslaw, and cream soda. Yeah, yes, that's what I'd like. You've heard about at some delis. I'm not saying this one, and I'm not saying not this one. You can use a certain code to get the good stuff or the weird stuff or the weird good stuff? Yeah, I, I knew that, but that's, um, that's not, what? Of course. Jimothy, order in. Club, chips, slaw, cream soda. Okay, coming up. Did you just wink at me? I didn't think you had it in you. H- had what? I, d- what? That'll be 119 bucks. Wait. <laughs> what? What, what? $119 for a club sandwich with chips and coleslaw? And cream soda. That has got to be some cream soda. It's not. Do you actually want something to drink? I forgot to ask. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? By my inquiry? I mean, do you mean something? If so, what is it? Uh, same question. You answer first. No, you answer first, and, and then I'll answer second. Man, I forgot the question. Was it whether you wanted a drink? Well, I I do want a drink. I I want a cream soda. For real? A real can of cream soda? That's why I ordered one. Club sandwich, chips, slaw, cream soda. Thank you, Jimothy. Now, sir, this is the sandwich you ordered. But I'm getting a sense that this might not be the sandwich you anticipate. (laughs) What's in that bag? Your order, medium rare. Medium rare? A club sandwich? Medium rare? See, I knew it. You didn't want this at all. You got some nerve coming in here, using secret code, and then not even... What was secret code? What secret code? We're in a deli, sir. And and the code is a sandwich and a side and a drink? Not just any sandwich, side, and drink. That would be some lousy secret code if someone ordered any sandwich, drink, and a side, and got a... You know what? I I don't know what. I, I knew it! It wasn't so easy to arrive at our secret code accidentally. I fear I may lack cryptographic competency. (laughs) Codes and such. Yeah, sir. Do you want this sandwich or not? Hmm. Do I want the secret sandwich or what I was in the mood for? Let me think. Go ahead, sir. Take your own measure. 
Yes. Yes. Okay, give me the secret sandwich. I knew you had it in you. That'll be $119. Thank you, and okay. a dollar's a change. All right, there you go. Oh, thanks a lot, sir. Very generous. All right, secret sandwich. Oh, sorry, of course. Uh, all right, here we go. How do you like it? Mm, it's all right. That's what I thought, yeah. It's, it's not worth $119. That's what I thought, too. But you're paying for the rarity of the animal you're eating. What animal am I eating? Guess. Panda? Yep. <laughs> needs mustard. That's what I thought. It kind of, it kind of tastes exactly like you think it would. Everybody freeze, this is a bust. Jimothy? No, Jimothy, that's not even a name. I'm Officer Furbersham of Cop Squadron, and you just served an illegal sandwich, and you ate it, and I caught you. You made the sandwich. You are arguably complicit. Why did you wait till now? Cop reasons. Now let's head downtown. This is my biggest bust ever. Wait till mom sees. She's the DA. That's the comedian Hannibal Burris as the deli guy, rapper Open Mike Eagle as Jimothy, and me as the panda-eating customer. Many of you wrote to us about this Tayo Cruz Top 40 cover performed by singer-songwriter Amy Mann with the help of comedian Paul F. Tompkins.
Tompkins, along with our own house band, John Munson and the Witnesses, comprised of Janie Winterbauer, Steve Rome, Joe Savage, Richard Medic, and of course, John Munson. Did you have a favorite segment you didn't hear on this show? Drop us a line. We'd love to hear about it. We're on Twitter, at Wits, on Facebook. Just look for us. And on the World Wide Web at WitsRadio.org. You can get information there on past and future shows. All of our shows are podcasts on iTunes. Check us out. Write a review if you could. Wits is written by me and Ben Acker, Allison Augusty and Lauren McGuire, and Wendy Molyneux and Jeff Drake. Our executive producer is Peter Clowney. Wits was created by our guru of staged events, Tony Boll, senior producer Larissa Anderson, and me. I'm John Moe. Bye now.